y'all and welcome back. So, oh, let me go ahead and tell you what we're going to be reading today and then I'll give you the update on the car. So, we're going to be reading from our little book. Hold me up a little longer, Lord. The title is Forgiving Means Forgetting. For me, it's on page 135. So, James just called me. He got a call about the car and um, there were several things that they're having to fix. And replace and it's basically gonna cost us a thousand dollars I know gasp a thousand dollars these days is just uh, that's a lot well, I mean it's a lot anytime for me but God is in control and he knew exactly what it was gonna cost he knows how he's going to provide for it and so instead of allowing the flesh to kind of panic and start stressing and worrying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, God's in it, you know, but they're having to replace, um, and I know nothing about cars, but one of my valves was leaking, um, spark plugs are replacing them again, and they're replacing the rear wheel sensors, and hopefully, they, that is going to fix everything and it's going to be good as new. And yes, a thousand dollars is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not a monthly car note. That's how I'm looking at it. So if we can fix this car and get a few more years out of it, you know, that'd be wonderful. Um, and again, I'm not going to panic. James is not stressing, so I'm not stressing. And I know God is in complete control and he knows he knows what we need when we need it, right? So, he'll provide. Anyway, that's the update on the car. And I'm going to, it's going to be three days before they get the parts in, which I kind of suspected that. So, I'm going to be without my car for probably four to five more days. It's not a big deal. We're getting to the weekend. James will be home. And then, um, I'll get it back and... Hopefully, everything will be in perfect running order. You know, this is an answer to a prayer. I've prayed about this for a year. So, we're going to give God all the praise and glory for this. Okay, so back to our devotion. And thank you so much for all of your prayers. It's working. God's moving and it's working. So, forgiving means forgetting. Let's just see how the Lord uses this to encourage us. I don't find it too hard to forgive, Lord. What's hard is to forget. Hello? <laughs> when someone is truly sorry, I think, yes, yes, I'll forgive you. Just to have the estrangement over, to be relieved of the awful pain of being parted, even mentally, from someone I love. In sheer self-protection, I think I forgive, quote-unquote. But the memory remains deep, buried deep inside me. The deed or the word still lives, and it rises sometimes to taunt me to wreck the peace I've achieved. Why, Lord, why do these memories linger? Is it because I've forgiven for the wrong reasons, selfish reasons, not genuine compassion and love and charity for the other person and his human fatality, frailties, sorry, frailties, <laughs> but for myself, me, 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 because I can't stand to be so hurt. Help me to change this, Lord. Make me strong enough to forgive people out of love rather than a mere frantic desire to ease my own wounds. Forgive so wholly, fully, in such a flood there is no room for nagging memories. Thank you for teaching me to forgive this way. 
True forgiving means forgetting. Mm. Wow. So many thoughts come to my mind as I was reading this. Um, and first and foremost, I'm so glad that when we go to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness for our actions, you know, ever how serious or minor they may be that we need forgiving, that he freely forgives when we come to him with a true repentant heart. And he says that he tosses it into the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. And I wonder sometimes, why don't we have that capability? Well, first and foremost, because we're not God, right? <laughs> we're humans. And another thought that comes to my mind is maybe sometimes we have to not be able to forget so quickly in order to grow in our faith with the Lord. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes these memories will pop up and we can do one or two things from it, from them popping up. We can let it reignite whatever feelings that we had about it before they asked for forgiveness and just kind of go with that. And so, did you really forgive? That's one thought. Or we can, when the devil tries to bring up those feelings after we have forgiven someone, we can then gain strength and power in saying, you know, no, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. That no longer has a hold on me because I have forgiven that person for that, you know? And that's just a couple things that popped up into my mind. And then she says, maybe she forgives for selfish reasons, you know, me, me, me. And sometimes I feel that we have to accept and forgive for selfish reasons. You know, whether the person is sincere or not, because it just allows them to have that much more power and control over us with us not forgiven. And so when you do forgive, number one, it takes great strength to forgive, but it also, you taking back your, your power, you're taking back your control over you and what you're going to allow to take place and have um, space in your mind and your heart. You know, sometimes you have to forgive when you've never even been asked to, when they've never come to you and apologize and ask for your forgiveness. Sometimes you just have to forgive them anyway. Because if you hold on to that and you harbor all of that, it's going to grow and fester and become something so ugly. And in doing that, it's going to hinder and block so much that the Lord wants to do for us. So, yes, yeah, sometimes we do have to forgive for selfish reasons. Now, this is all my opinion, y'all. This is strictly my opinion. You may feel completely different and, you know, that's fine. Um, but I do believe sometimes we do have to forgive for selfish reasons to protect us ourselves um, because the devil wants us to hold on to all of that the devil wants that to be a constant reminder the devil wants to have that little rain cloud hanging over your head just threatening to storm and all of that and when you take back that control and you take back that power from him you know that takes great courage that takes great strength and it takes consistency also because he's not going to just stop, let, once you take it back, he's not going to be done with it and just stop. He's going to continually at different times try to bring that up. Maybe when you're feeling down, you're not so well in your body or you're, you're going through a spiritual battle or something. 
he's going to bring out that weapon and he's going to throw it at you. So, I think that we do have to forgive sometimes for selfish reasons. And I don't think there's any, for me personally, I don't feel there's anything wrong with that. You know, we do have to look out for ourselves. We do have to keep ourselves pure and in the right spirit, the right mindset to be in the, you know, the mind of God, the will of God. And in order to be in his will, in order to keep a right spirit, we have to keep all of that negativity and all that hurt and all that just yuck away. Now, in saying that, sometimes I feel, this is strictly my opinion, you have to forgive, but you also have to put up a boundary. And boundaries do not have to be cruel. They do not have to be vicious. They don't have to even be anything that's really disgust. You can just say, you know what? They may not mean it, but I'm going to forgive them, Lord. But I'm not going to put myself in that position to be hurt like that again. I'm not going to be put in that position to be treated that way again. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to love them from afar. And I'm going to have a like a boundary where, you know, it's going to only go so far. And then that's as far as it's going to go. And that also takes great strength. And that takes a lot of prayer. And it takes direction and guidance from God. But sometimes we have to do that. We have to have those healthy boundaries in order to keep ourselves right. Because if you consistently allow yourself to forgive, get back in the situation, forgive, get back in the situation, I mean, that takes a mental toll that will just wear you out. And then before you know it, you have just, you're so wore out and defeated that you're an easy target for the enemy. And then that will lead to more. And the more he wears you down, the more he wears you out, then the more he can get in there. And before you know it, you're at a place that, oh, how did I get here? It's because we didn't have that healthy boundary. That's just my thoughts and opinions on that. Um, I don't like being hurt. I don't like hurting people. Um, and I will truly go and apologize if I even think or have an inkling of an idea that I have hurt somebody's feelings, hurt them in any shape or form, because I just don't want that, because that's just not, that's not how I want to be treated, and that's not how I want to treat others. I want to do unto them like I would have them do unto me. Whether that's how they've done unto me or not, that's between them and God. But I want to keep myself right, myself clean, myself in good standing with the Lord. And then when we do that, when we keep ourselves in right, good standing with the Lord, then he can come in and help us. And he can help us when the devil tries to throw that. Well, remember when so-and-so did this? Remember when so-and-so said that? Remember how it made you feel? And he'll start bringing all this stuff. You can rebuke that in Jesus' name. You can tell him you're not interested in that to leave you alone. And he has to leave at the name of Jesus. You do have authority with the name of Jesus to rebuke the devil and all of his attacks. But that doesn't mean it's a one and done. You're going to have to do it consistently because he's not going to stop. He wants you. The devil wants you in your soul. And so he is going to keep on keeping on until the very end of time. till he is also cast into the pits of the fiery flames. So... This was a very good one, and it just, I thank the Lord that he has 
taught me so much in this area, but in learning so much in this area, that means I had to go through so much. And if y'all remember back, um, my nose is just, I'm sorry. A few weeks ago when I was asking for prayer over some couple of people that have hurt me, um, I've gotten victory over one of them. Praise God. I've gotten victory over it. I have forgiven them. Um, and I've even been around them, but I'm keeping, I'm, I'm having to keep that healthy boundary. You know, I'm only going to go so far and I know what my boundary is. And I praise God for that victory. It was no easy thing, but I thank God for that. And although they may not have meant to intentionally hurt me, it, it still did. And it, it was it's a pattern with this person. So it wasn't a one time only thing. And that's another thing we have to look at, you know, is it a, is it a pattern with the person? Do they hurt you and then ask for forgiveness and then hurt you again and ask for forgiveness and hurt you again? You know, you have to look at all of that and take all of that into consideration too. And pray. Oh my Lord, pray. Prayer is our greatest weapon that we have. And the Lord will, through our prayer, he will give us wisdom in how to handle. He will give us the knowledge and know how to deal with situations like this. He will give us the insight we need, but that starts with a prayer life and that starts with taking it to him and letting him help you. And that's what he's done with me in this situation. I still have another one. I'm still praying about, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to being there yet, but I'm trying and you know, that's important. The Lord sees us trying. Just like we as parents, when we get onto our children and we discipline them and we correct them, um, as long as we can see them trying, then we know, okay, they're trying. And you know when they're really trying and when they're not. God knows when we're really trying and when we're not. So, that's my take on this. That's my two cents for what it's worth. Hopefully, that I've said something that will give you something to think about, help you in some way. And, you know, I'm a continual work in progress. This is where I'm at on this day in this year. The Lord may change it down the road because he's constantly changing me, working on me. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that I'm not the person I was this time last month, last week, yesterday. You know, he is continually doing a work in me and you too. And that's a wonderful thing. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, happy Father's Day weekend to all of our daddies out there. Y'all are so important. We love you. We need you. You are vital to the household. You are vital to your children. No matter how old they are, I'm 50 years old and I still need my daddy. And speaking of my daddy, real quick, I just want to say, any man can father a child but it takes a real man to step up to the plate and be a daddy. You know, my daddy is not my biological daddy. I was not fortunate to have a very good biological daddy. In fact, he's not in my life at all. That was one of the things that I had to just cut him off. I don't hate him. I don't really think about him. And then the Lord has put my daddy in my life and he put him into my life when I was about 15 years old 
And when he walked into the house and we saw each other, it was love at first sight. And it's been that way ever since. And I adore him. He is my daddy. And he will always be my daddy, no matter what. And I just thank God for him. I just thank God for him. So, daddies, you are important. You do matter. And we do need you. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day weekend. I hope you are spoiled rotten. And they show you just how much you are loved, needed, and appreciated. Until next time, bye y'all.